successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Get out of Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show here on 980 AM. KMBZ as well as on iTunes via podcast and at GrillNationShow.com. Hope you had a great end of your 2018. We are excited to be back here with you today. We ran some best of shows. Uh, thanks to JP for putting those together over the holiday. Uh, we had some really good best of shows. We tried to bring you all of our old guests that we really had fun with this last year. And now we're excited about 2019 and excited to be back with some really cool guests and some great stories to share as well. Before we get to our guests today, I want to talk, talk about and thank our partners and supporters of the Grill Nation show. Uh, they are title sponsors of the show, are Trust, MoBank, BOK Financial, and Two West Advisors. Contributors of the Grill Nation show include the KCADC, The Rieger, and Jay Rieger & Co., Ryan Maybe, as well as our guest today, Brian Sarr from True Wealth & Company. He's a guest host and honor contributor. Each and every month he comes on the show and joins me and also usually brings on a uh, mover and a shaker here in Kansas City, an entrepreneur, a business owner, someone who's making a difference in the community. Uh, but we wanted to change the tables or turn the tables a little bit today. As we start 2019, everyone's thinking about, you know, resolutions and what am I going to do this year to to make myself a better human being, whether that's uh, financially, whether that's uh, spiritually, whether that's with their family, whether that's with their career and their goals, or whether that's with their health. Everyone's kind of thinking about these things right now. And so I thought we'd bring Brian on today to talk about kind of his background. Obviously, he's with uh, True Wealth and Company. Their website is Retire with True. He's always working with people each and every day to talk to them about their goals and how to make a you know a life map formula. I know that you guys have trademarked that, but how to how to make work optional and how to spend more time with people you love and care about. So yeah, I thought it'd be fitting to have. We both thought it would be fitting to to kind of talk about you know as we look forward to 2019, uh, some exciting things for what you do, and then also how you can help people. So welcome back to the show, Brian. Yeah, thank you. Great, great to be here. Yeah, great to start off the new year. You know, 2019. Here we go. It's kind of exciting. I, I get motivated by it, and the weather helps too. Lately, it's been. 50s and 60s, which could put you in a better mood than You always 20s. have to think spring during winter because <laughs> we've never had a winter not followed by spring. That's true. And that's, uh, true in life. that's true in life as well, Yeah, that you have winters in life and you have to think spring through those winters. In life, winters can last a couple of weeks, a couple of months. They can last a year or so, depending on what's going on that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. But as long as you can continue to think about spring, you look forward to those doors that open, the opportunities in front of you, the, the chance to to make a difference, to make a change that's positive for you, for mm-hmm. life. Um, and that's what's important about the new year of 2019 is, you know, that we're thinking spring, we're thinking ahead, and what are the things we can make changes of in our life? And in my world, it tends to be in finances mm-hmm. and investing. So, Brian, tell us about your uh, – we've had you on, obviously, many months now, and uh, we usually talk more about our guests than yourself. 
So kind of refresh our listeners on what you do each and every day and kind of a little bit about your background as well, if you would. Um, well, I'll start with that. You know, what I do every day is we want to help successful people make work optional. And it's taken me 16 years to whittle it down to those few words that resonate with so many. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when you're successful and you're, you're making more money than you're spending, which means you have some discipline in your life, that you're putting money back, um, that you have goals for your family, you have goals for your retirement, mm-hmm. um, you have things that you want to accomplish in life that you just don't want to sit back and let life guide you. You want to guide life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I heard a quote many years ago from Mother Teresa that every day is a blank page and you're the pencil in the hand of God and you get to decide what's written down on that sheet of paper. And if you don't want to take any action and sit at home and do nothing, then you can turn a blank page. And tomorrow, guess what? You have a pencil in the hand of God and you get to choose what you write down on that page. Mm-hmm. And every day is the start of a new day that you get to decide forward. That's the same with finances, and you have to have a plan with that. I find that successful people have a burning desire to succeed. They want to make a difference for themselves, for their family, and for their community. Most of the, the people we work with are business owners. That are um, uh, Some of them are serial entrepreneurs that have had multiple businesses over their life. We have a lot of professionals. Mm-hmm. We, have, uh, you know, we have pilots. Um, we have doctors. We have attorneys. Um, you know, we have bankers. Uh, we have all sorts of, of folks out there, but it's not really – um, one one uh, specific niche, if you will, mm-hmm. but I guess I guess it is a niche, but it's a niche of of psychologically, it's it's people that have that successful mindset that want to move forward. That's who we work with. Mm-hmm. We work with them really well. They tend to be planning focused, um, and and they want to figure out how to make work optional. It doesn't mean they want to stop working. Mm-hmm. Retirement is stopping working. Yeah, I saw and, a guy that was retired at the. Panera this morning when I was uh, getting my cup of coffee and working over there, he was reading a book and I, I looked over at him. I'm like, that guy's for surely retired. Mm-hmm. He has a Royals hat on. He's reading a book. I, uh, you know, some people that's not that's not what they're cracked up to do. You know, they like to be able it, to do that, but maybe is, they want to have other businesses run at the same time when they're in their 60s, 70s, 80s. It is really hard for professionals and for business owners to make us to just flip a switch that on Friday. Your CEO and on Monday your grandpa, mm-hmm. you know, or or Friday your CEO and Monday your grandma. Um, it is really hard to flip that switch, and just to go cold turkey. And so for those that are successful professionals that we work with, and those that are successful business owners, we really encourage them to take a slow waltz into retirement, not just to go cold turkey. Now, some folks out there have a ton of hobbies. All right. But when, when, when your life is your business and your life is your profession, that tends to become a lot of your hobby. And not everybody is a hunter. Not everybody, you know, is a golfer. Not everybody, you know, it enjoys woodworking or working on cars or some of those hobbies and that are photography. Mm-hmm. And they kind of have to find that passion once they retire. Um, you know, the first couple of years, you know, you kind of whittle down your to-do list that you've put off forever. Um, but it's it, it's kind of figuring that out. So that mental aspect of of making work optional is is number one having a great social network, and number two, kind of taking a slow waltz into it and not going into it just you know from Friday to Monday and flipping that switch. And so what we help our clients with is how do I manage this big change in my life mentally? How do I manage it emotionally? Mm-hmm. How do I manage it socially? Because your whole social world changes. You're no longer around your clients, your customers, and that, or the people you've worked with all these years, and those relationships change. And, and how, do you, how do you make that big step forward? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, for a lot of folks, it's like going through a second honeymoon because they have all this extra time to spend with their loved one. Um, and, and, and that, that begins to kind of step into itself as well. Um, and so there's a lot of dynamics that go on. We tend in our society just to think it's all about money and finances. Mm-hmm. And it's really not. It's all about the, the mental, social, the emotional piece is a much bigger aspect than the finances, especially when you're already financially independent and you can make work optional. The big ch- choice is how do I do that successfully without messing my brain up? And, and kind of short circuiting myself and, and still being able to, you know, keep that burning desire and go out and accomplish things. Brian Sarf is with us today on the Grill Nation show. Uh, the website uh, for True Wealth and Company is retirewithtrue.com. After the break, Brian, I want to talk to you about more about kind of what you work with clients on and also kind of what questions people should be asking themselves. Love to. At, at this point of their journey because i want to i want to talk to from people of different ages as well yes and who you talk with and, and who you help it's gonna be a lot of fun today i'm excited 2019 is here you're listening to the grill nation show on 980 a.m and on itunes thanks for joining us today Welcome back to the Grill Nation show. I'm Jason Grill, your host, uh, joined today by guest host and on-air contributor to the Grill Nation show who joins me each and every month, The usually the first week of each and every month, this week the second with the holiday uh, of New Year's Eve. Brian Sarf is with me from uh, True Wealth and Company. The website is Retire With True. Uh, Brian, before we kind of uh, break into some more uh, ways that uh, you help people and what questions they should be asking themselves, tell us a little bit about your business. I know you have a team that you work with there, and uh, and you guys have been growing of late. So talk to me about kind of who you who you work with and how uh, they yeah. they can help people. Um, well, I have um, you know when when you call into the office, you're going to talk to Shanna or you're going to talk to Stephen. Um, most of you will know Stephen's voice. He's on 101 The Fox every Saturday um, and Sunday. Uh, been on there 40 years. He also is the stadium announcer for the Mavericks. So when you talk to him, uh, you'll recognize his voice, and that's where mm-hmm. it's from. Um, and then we've got uh, Kenny works on our office, Kenny Burkhead. Uh, he's a portfolio manager for us. He manages all the investments, makes all the trades, makes sure all the paperwork is in order, um, and that he has a, a, a number of clients that he works with that are you know, millennials. Kenny's younger than I am, uh, and that was by design. Uh, that you know that he's 15 years younger than I am, so there's kind mm-hmm. of a succession plan, if you will, as we go through. Because I got that question forever: What happens if you get hit by a bus tomorrow, Brian? Well, I've got a great backup here in Kenny, and he's and phenomenal. Most businesses don't think like that, and yeah. they should. Yes, and I get that. I got hammered on that question for years. I also got hammered on the question of why do you wear a tie every day, Brian? Get rid of that thing. So I did, <laughs> and I went to jeans and just a button-up shirt and a jacket. I got rid of the tie and. Clients are, you know, they're happier that way, but uh, they're good in their advice as they've helped guide us. Uh, And then Brian Paulson is another advisor in in our office. Uh, Brian uh, made a mid-career transition from IBM. Uh, He'd led a lot of their technical teams in developing financial apps uh, for the finance community, and uh, he'd already always had a desire to be an advisor. And so he made the switch a number of years ago. He's been a longtime friend of mine. So knowing he was a friend and he wanted to get into the business, we were very slow at that, because we didn't want it to mess up our friendship, mm-hmm. um, and we wanted it to work well for him in business, and he's been very successful in what he's done, made a great transition, and 
you know, the team we have in place, the business coaches that we have, you know, and that's just the folks in my, in, in our office, mm-hmm. but the rest of our team is our life map network. And that is, you know, the CPAs and that's the, the, the mortgage planners and the property and casualty advisors and the, you know, and the, and the attorneys that we work with all over town, um, in the bankers we work with, there, there are 18 strategic partners that we work with. And I know that they're all similarly motivated to I am to that, you know, they really want to take care of their clients. They'll, 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 they'll move heaven and earth to do it for them. Um, and I love referring them out last year. We, I referred our network out, uh, our office referred out our network 364 times last year mm. and sending clients that need help out to that network. We don't get paid anything for those referrals except I know they're going to take great care of my clients. And I didn't want any money changing hands to mm-hmm. send those. And if we serve the people that, that, that they send to us, then we'll all grow our businesses together. And it's been uh, the, the biggest part of really launching our success of true, true wealth and company. Why'd you get into this industry? You've been in financial advising for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, what, what drove you to, to, to take this on as a uh, career? Um, I, I knew I, I've always had a, I've always had a great, uh, ability to understand um, word problems. And, you know, I know in high school that most of us hate word problems. That's the last thing in the world we want to do is to figure them out. Mm-hmm. But I loved them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always enjoyed math. And I love some of the, the critical thinking that went along with that. Uh, my dad and, and mom taught me investing and saving at an early age. Um, and, you know, dad worked for Procter and & Gamble. And, and uh, I would trade stocks with him over the summer. You know, he would give me the certificates for doing work, and I'd watch the price, and I'd turn them in and get paid. And then he figured out I was working the system because the stock would move around a little bit. And he's like, hold on, we can't. we got to change the rules here a little bit, you know. <laughs> um, but I've always had a knack for investing. I always had a knack for numbers and word problems. Um, and I really wanted to help make a difference and apply that to not only my own life but to others. And I've been able to impact the lives of, you know, thousands of, of families and people in Kansas City over the last 16 years, and I look forward to helping thousands more um, because being able to get control of your finances and have calm about that, you know, that's a big that's a, a big mental shift in life when you have calm and confidence in your financial life changes how you make all of your decisions in your life. So you deal with a lot of uh, ups and downs. Yeah. It's not all uh, bubbles and roses and, Never and great times no. in, in your industry. It, it can be terrible at times. How do, you, how, do you, how do you balance that out when someone's – uh, when the market is down and somebody is just kind of invested a lot of their their back, you know, we had the the the, uh, the recession in two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. We've had all kinds of ups and downs yeah. lately in the stock market. Just take the most recent from yeah. you know from August into December, mm-hmm. um, October first, you know, to in December was down fifteen percent, and that's scary to fall that fast that quick. We haven't had a December that, that bad, bad yeah. since the Great Depression, mm-hmm. and. And so we tend and to so think that's different with different age brackets. It so you're is talking to well, someone that's 40 or someone that's 75. Yeah. But what the biggest, the biggest part of investing is that, is that when you begin to look at it in dollars, you're, you're, you're dead and you're done. Mm. You can't look at the dollars. You have to look at percentages. Okay. Now I know Bert is one of our clients and he tells me I can't spend percentages, Brian. I only spend dollars and that's true. But if you have a million dollars, and you lose 10%, you lost $100,000. That's a big deal. And you want to make a change with that. When, if it's just 10, if it's 10%, then you understand in investing that 10% isn't a big deal. Um, and so we tend to really have to work with clients to not think about dollars all the time, that you have to look at it in percentages because here's why. 
the market loses on average 14% sometime during every year. Mm-hmm. And so you're always going to lose that 14%. Now, the market may not close down 14%, but at some point it goes from a peak and it drops 14% during every year. It's just a normal part of, of, of the marketplace. And so the volatility, right, the ups and downs of the market, we tend to think volatility is only the negative, but volatility being the up and the down in the marketplace, um, that you have to have both of that. And that's the emotional you know, currency that you pay for that long-term gain is being able to deal with that volatility and being able to withstand it. And then, so it's really hard with clients that mm-hmm. are, you know, when they want to get out of the market and they want to go to cash. And, uh, you know, if you think about it, you're on, on a ship out in the ocean um, and the stock market is the ocean and you're in a terrible thunderstorm. They want to climb to the crop, top of the crow's nest and jump out and say, this time's different. I'm done. I'm going to cash. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all know at some point the storm will subside and so I, I just have to spend some time visiting with them to try and talk them off that ledge of of getting out. Because have you, you have ever to, have you ever told anyone to get out? Uh, of course. Yeah. Okay. Of course, you have to. Um, you know, we we've been we were fifty five, sixty percent out of the market a lot of this year because it was just risky. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have everything a hundred percent in the stock market this year. Um, you know, when 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 you look at planning. And that's what I always bring clients back to is their plan. What is your long-term financial goal? And if that hasn't changed, if your long-term goal hasn't changed and you haven't had any crisis in your life recently, mm-hmm. then, your, then, then your investments can't change because we can't use a 48-hour news cycle to determine a 30-year financial plan. Mm-hmm. We're always going to have the apocalypse du jour. And if we don't have a real one, the media will create one for you. <laughs> and they do. It's how you keep people in tune. It's how you keep people, you know, glued to the screen and reading the papers. And you just have to realize that sometimes you just need to stick the statements in the drawer and not open the email um, and, and, and let it alone if, you're, if your long-term plan hasn't changed. We're talking to Brian Sarf from True Wealth and Company. Website is Retire with True. Uh, Brian, what, kind of, what, what things keep you up at night? I'm very curious about that as somebody who's constantly helping people keep you up at night. Is it just client issues? Is it what, 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 well, what, I, what makes you, what makes you lay in bed and be like, wow. When the stock market's really, when the market's really jittery, um, I get excited, uh, because I know that's opportunity for us to, to make money, but I also know it's really nerve wracking for my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, so when the stock market is, 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 is more volatile up and down, I, I tend not to sleep as much because I'm thinking about the opportunity, but also, the counseling on the other side for clients. And mm-hmm. uh, when there's big tax law changes, um, I'll spend a lot of time because your mind really gets running about, you know, what are the, what are the changes? What are the impacts and who do they impact? And have we thought of everybody and have we gone through all of our clients to make sure that they're taking advantage of, you know, the new tax laws that you have um, when clients are going through crisis, you know, when they lose a loved one, they lose a, a spouse that they've been married to forever. They lose a child. Um, you know, they lose a business. Um, you know, they, they have to, you know, file for bankruptcy. Um, those things keep me up at night because there's a lot of moving parts mm-hmm. to try and help them salvage as much as we can in their financial life. Um, you know, and, uh, and, uh, uh, the biggest piece is when, when clients lose a spouse, you know, it's devastating. It's a time when you don't want to make any financial decisions. You just want to, you know, really don't do anything for six months to a year, leave it alone. You don't have to make any choices to invest anything. And you can kind of sit back and, and figure everything out. 
Um, but but counseling clients through that is is really difficult, and that'll that'll keep me up at night all the time. We got about a minute left in this segment. We're going to be talking more and more about uh, some kind of case studies and scenarios. But um, you want to talk about how to help millennials <laughs> and how to help the younger generation, right? I do. And uh, so why don't why don't we get into that next segment and will. talk through that? Yeah, I want to I want to know what was the best advice you ever received for for investing throughout your life, whether it's from a book or from a mentor or from a you know somebody you worked with over the years. I think that's really important because. People these days, they're always trying to find a niche. They're always trying to find a tip. They're always trying to find something from a person like you who's, who's a thought leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're listening to podcasts. They're listening to everything. Yeah, I'll tell you, the, the best thing ever is, was live within your percentages. And I'll explain that after the break. Can't wait. You love percentages. You have to. <laughs> they, they work. They're beautiful. I love it. Uh, Brian Sarf is with us from True Wealth and Company. He, uh, their website is retire with true. We're going to get into all kinds of more fun stuff. Uh, we're going to take some positive talking to here. We've got to talk about the ups and the downs, right? With every entrepreneur and business owner. Amen. There's been a lot of, of a big success stories. I'm assuming with a lot of your clients that you've taken a lot of pride in as well. Mm-hmm. The ups and downs are one part, but the ups are always more fun. Uh, you can connect with Brian on his website, retire with true. He's also available. Obviously they're on Facebook and, and social media as well. And their phone number is nine one three six. Five three eight seven eight three. You're listening to the Grill Nation show. We'll be right back. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body when it drops. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show. Hope you've been enjoying the show today here at 980 AM. I'm Jason Grill, your host. They can also listen to the show each and every week and find all of our old podcasts at grillnationshow.com or on iTunes. Just check us out. Search for the Grill Nation show. You can also connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill. Brian Sarf is with us today from True Wealth and Company. The website for his company is Retire with True. He's a uh, contributor to the Grill Nation show and joins us each and every month, usually with the guests, but we thought it was, uh, was profound and smart today to talk about 2019 and his company and, and helping people uh, kind of make work optional and, and know how to invest and make their lives more enjoyable. Brian, um, you guys uh, have a lot of people you help, whether they're older, younger, middle-aged, and, all, all, and over. all over the map. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about kind of the, the when people kind of start thinking about this for the millennials out there, because I know from my perspective, I'm not a millennial, I'm a Gen Xer, but... Um, you know, like if you don't work for a big company, you've you've probably Most never invested. Most people don't work for a big company. If you're an entrepreneur, you've put all your money in your business, and mm-hmm. you you kind of freak out about, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I have no savings. Whether you're a lawyer, <laughs> a building something, whatever. When do people? What what are millennials? What, what are they thinking about right now? When do you start actually this process of having someone like yourself that can help you? Because you know, for me, it was late. <laughs> yeah, well, for most Americans, it's late. Yeah. Uh, most don't start early. We all know we should start early, mm-hmm. but most of us start late. Um, and, and right, wrong, or indifferent, it is what it is. Yeah. And so I, I try and, um, you know, I have a, um, uh, a term that I invented called millionaire. And, okay. and, and we just did a podcast. That was the first podcast of this year. So I have a podcast called Mission Work Optional. Mm-hmm. So we're after that. What's our mission and the theme of Mission Impossible? We're after that work optional lifestyle. So on our podcast, I talk to millennials on how to become a millionaire, how to become a millennial millionaire, mm-hmm. and how do how do you do that? And what are the steps to follow through with? The best advice I received years ago was to live within your percentages. So 
what's always drilled in our head, and in, 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 at least it was in high school in the class I took on budgeting and in some of the finance classes I took in college, we always want to budget everything to the penny. But for most Americans, I would say almost 98%, unless you're an accountant, you hate that. You don't want to go through and count everything to the penny. It seems intrusive. It seems ridiculous. It seems boring mm-hmm. um, and, and, and stupid and idiotic, and you don't want to go through with it. And most people don't, and they don't build a good budget, or they'll estimate. And estimating is even worse. Um, what I learned years ago was if you look at the things that matter most in your life, okay, so you know you have to pay taxes. Mm-hmm. Some, fee- some folks tithe, some don't, and mm-hmm. that's a part of your life. So you want to save, mm-hmm. um, and you have your home. It tends to be a big expense. So let's figure out what are those percentages. So let's say that um, you want to save 15%. And let's say that you want to tithe 10%. There's 25%. Let's say that you your want... Your taxes, you're, you're talking over 35%. So yeah, let's say most people, pay, uh, most people pay effective tax rate about 20, 20%. Well, i got to get a new accountant. Yeah. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Well, you I may be you, in the, your, your top, <laughs> well, your top tax bracket may be in the 30%, but when you look at all the averages, because your Deductions, bottom tax bracket's yeah. at 10%. Yeah. And that when you look at the averages, there, most everybody's in the 20s um, for the most part. And so if you, if so you throw in... So you're up to in, 45%. So say in 20, you're at 45%, that leaves 55% of your money left. Now let's say that you want to put 25% of your money um, you know, towards your home. There's yeah. 60% of your dollars committed. Or sixty-five percent of your dollars are committed. And you have kids. Mm-hmm. Are, are we counting for them? Well, they're sixty-five percent committed. So now yeah. you've got thirty-five percent left. Yeah. To to spend and blow on whatever you want to do. So as long as you can pay out, pay those core pieces of your percentages, then you do whatever you want with the rest of it. Now, if you have kids, then you're going to allocate ten percent to kids. Now you're left with twenty-five percent uh, for everything else. That you're you have a roof over your head. You've paid your taxes. You're saving your money. Um, you've got your tithing built in. If you're if you're a tither, you have your mortgage uh, overhead, and you've got your kids, and you've got 25 percent to live. And yeah, are you going to have to make choices and challenges and things along the way? Of course. But what you start with is start with the big expenses you know you're going to have, mm-hmm. and work towards the little. Don't work from the little to the big. Yeah, because and you that's know all about the percentages. It is. You, and you when you look at what you're going to pay every year in taxes, you know that if you make a hundred grand and you pay 20 percent in taxes. You got eighty thousand left over, and then you have to break it down from there. And so, find your largest percentage items that mm-hmm. are part of your life. And um, again, those would be taxes. Those would be taxes. A house, mm-hmm. usually, or or if you mm-hmm. live in a nice apartment or whatever, mm-hmm. your 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 livables. Your actually your roof over your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, your tithing, if you're a religious. But person. most people don't tithe. Yeah. Um. And it's uh um. And, and right, wrong, or indifferent. That's that's part of what it is. But your your majors are taxes, mortgages. And, and uh, your taxes and mortgages, and then, um, you know, your, um, your investment. The rest? And, well, your investment of what you want to save for retirement. Yeah, yeah. And then you have to add on if you have kids that you're going to save. And maybe you want to have some fun too, Brian. Well, that's your 25%. <laughs> but that's the beauty that yeah. if you're left with that, you know, if you're left with that, um, typically for most people, they've got 25 to 40% they can spend. Okay. And, and if you know mentally that you have your big bills taken care of. Mm-hmm then it doesn't matter what you spend the other money on. If you want to blow it on a trip, if you want to want to, want to get Chiefs tickets, if you want to get Starbucks every day, um, if you want to have nice clothing, if you want to drive a fancy car, um, if you want to have a country club membership and those things, you know, all those are all allowable in your budget. Mm-hmm. Just start with your big items first and see what's left and then live within that other percentages. And the key is that you don't take on a lot of debt 
and fill up your credit cards and take out mortgages and all those fun pieces that uh, really, really begin to dig that hole for, for everybody. What would be your best advice for, a, I guess, I can't believe I'm saying this, a middle-aged person like myself mm-hmm. turning 40 this year? Number one is figure out your percentages okay. to find out. So you have to look at, you what, have to what, answer. What, what kind, I mean, yeah, you're right. So you got to figure out what you want well, you as far look as at retirement. This of when do you want to retire? Yeah. Okay. And what, what is that? What do you hear from most people well, when they're, they're in the middle age? What, what are they telling you? They're looking typically when they can get uh, social security at 66. So it's 66 now. For you and I, it's going to be 66 is when you're going to get your full social security benefit. And that typically tends to be uh, retirement age. The average retirement what is, age what in is America. What is that nowadays, Social Security benefits. Um, anywhere from twenty five hundred to 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 thirty five hundred dollars at sixty six a month. A month. Okay. Yeah, and it grows with inflation. That's per person and a couple. So if both husband and wife worked, um, then you'd have twenty eight hundred times two. So you'd have fifty six hundred a month um, okay. in the future. Okay. 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 Um, if one worked, then the spouse gets half of the earner. So if if you worked and had three thousand a month, and your wife didn't work, she had she would get fifteen hundred. Um, okay. You both pick that up at your full retirement age, and that tends to be sixty six. So we're talking about five grand a month, let's mm-hmm. say, yeah. on average. So it's about sixty thousand a year. Yeah, okay. and it's a starting point. Yeah, and it's some income that you're going to have, provided. This is the challenge for a lot of business owners: is they don't they want to pay themselves a small salary, and so they tend not to have as big of a social security benefit because they paid less in salary, and so it's going to be more reliant on their savings that they put back that they're going to be able to live off of down the road. That's true. People that have uh, S-Corps or LLCs. All day long. They, 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 they don't get as much of a retirement. Yeah, I don't want to pay Social Security yeah. I don't want to pay so myself what, a salary. That's why you hope that your wife was uh, working for uh, the government or in a big corporation, right? Mm-hmm. So she'll get a full full deal there. So that's interesting. Okay, so that's what you're you're thinking about. Uh, so you got to start, with, you know, with, as for if you haven't started yet, Okay. you have to figure out when do you run to retire, mm-hmm. okay? The next is how much have you saved? The next is how much do you spend a month? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you look at how much are you saving towards retirement and you can run the numbers to figure out at the current pace you're saving with the amount you've saved, can you retire by the time you want to retire? And you look at it and you say, yes, it will work or no, this is way off. And then you have to make some adjustments. But to you that have plan. no idea what the amount of money you will need at that time with inflation and all that. Sure. You will just, you, 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 you do. Okay. Yeah. I've got plans I've built, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that you're still within spitting distance of it because inflation is inflation. Mm-hmm. And it's there, and you can plan those pieces. But you can do it on one sheet of paper. It takes about 15 minutes. And I invite anybody who's listening that if you want to walk through that, there's no charge to do it. You can call on the phone. You come in and sit down with us, and we'll help you as a sounding board lay out where do you want to be, where are you at, how much are you spending and how do you get there? And we can do it in 15, 20 minutes and lay it out. And at least you have that peace of mind that this is what you're going after. And you can erase the ambiguity of not knowing what that is. Brian Sarf is with us. Brian, do you, uh, do you have someone that helps you with all this background you have? Do you, you throw off ideas around other people or are you just sitting there with your pen and paper doing this all yourself for yourself? Or do you need to talk to people? Since oh my you're, goodness. you're an expert. Always, always have uh, people around you that are smarter than you are. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I read Nick Murray, um, in our business, nobody hearing this will know who Nick is. I, I, I've known Ed Slot for a long time, and I read his information on IRAs. I have some local CPAs I work with, uh, Nick Ong and Rick Rodenbeck, um, as well as I have some estate planning attorneys, uh, Tom Sullivan and that, that help me out on the estate planning side. I have conferences I go to. I've got one coming up with TD Ameritrade mm-hmm. um, in San Diego. Too bad I have to go to San Diego in February, I know. 
Well. Cue the crying and the violin music. <laughs> um, but we'll go out there for a few days and hear some of the new things. But a First Trust out of Chicago uh, provides a lot of, of resources. Um, and it's just to keep our pencil sharp and to keep, you know, uh, in line with everything that's going on in the world. Um, you got to keep innovating, too, in this in this industry, right? There's a lot of competition out there. Mm-hmm. you got to innovate as far as, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs or startups are trying to come in and, kind of put algorithms to all of this stuff, but it really is none of that personal relationship building and that touch that kind of helps in this industry, I would imagine, too. Yeah, it, it, it really is. It really is. It's, um, you know, the biggest part of our industry, it will always come back to as, as many innovations as there are mm-hmm. and as many new software programs and tricks and robo-advisors and all that stuff, it will always come down to how you can deal with individually the ups and downs of the stock market. Mm-hmm. Uh, because everybody assumes that they're all going to make decisions like Spock. They're going to make the perfect, most unemotional decision that's exactly what they need to do. Mm-hmm. I need to go to the gym five days a week and work out 45 minutes so I can do exactly what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Reality is we're all more like Homer. <laughs> and and that's life. And yeah. so we want to be like Spock, but we're more like Homer. And so we have to deal with that. You know, we have to deal with that behavioral finance that's always there in the background mm-hmm. because we all tend to think, most of us tend to think very irrationally just how we're wired as humans. Brian Sarf is with us, True Wealth and Company. The website is retirewithtrue.com. We'll be back on the Girl Nation show with one final second. For you. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show, 980 AM KMBZ. I'm Jason Grill. I'm joined today by a guest host and on-air contributor who joins me each and every month, Brian Saar from True Wealth and Company. Website is retirewithtrue.com. Brian, um, as we enter 2019, everyone's kind of thinking about how do I manage my money? Where do I start? I want to be better at this. I mean, what would you tell these people? Because a lot of people aren't seasoned investors with you know $100,000 sitting in the bank that they don't know what to do with. I mean, what do you tell someone that's an average Joe He's like, I want to improve on this. I want to get better. I want to manage my finances as well in 2019. You know, um, the, the, the first step is deciding which of the three types of American you are. Number one, you're either going to manage your own money and learn it on your own. Mm-hmm. Number two, you're, you're the third that you're just going to bury your head and hope it works out, which sadly is what a third of Americans do. They don't pay attention to their finances, and they just hope it works out. Uh, the other third are, are they hire an advisor to help them, uh, along the way. And you've got to first decide which one of the, of those three camps are you in. Do you really care? Um, are you going to do it on your own? Are you inclined to go learn it on your own or do you want to hire an advisor? Once you know which one of the three that you are, mm-hmm. um, and if you're in the advisor camp, then find an advisor that has great chemistry with you and rapport that you trust them, that you'll share everything because you can't go in. You know, it, it's like going to see the doctor, but not wanting the, not allowing them to take your blood pressure or take your vitals or draw your blood, and you want them to give you advice. You have to be able to provide everything to that. If you don't feel comfortable, um, then then you have to walk away. And if you're married, you have to go together. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so often one person in a in in a, in a relationship, you know, if you have a husband and wife or have a, have a partnership, one of them handles the finances and the other doesn't. But it's so important that you both go and talk to an advisor mm-hmm. um, if you choose to go that route with an advisor. If you manage money on your own, you have to meet together and talk through it as well because it's important that everybody's on the same page. 
But you got to start there of knowing what camp you're at. Then the next part is, is you have to have a simple plan of where are you going? Um, now, people and, ask me that question, and it's sometimes you don't know. Well, you can sometimes, look at Sometimes maybe you don't know where you're going to be in five, ten years. Well, you may not know, but you know how much you spend today. Yeah. So if, if you spend, you know, uh, everybody asks me, you know, do I need a million dollars to retire or two million or four million? Well, it all depends on how much you spend. It seems like a lot of money, doesn't it? And, <laughs> and you know, a million dollars only provides 50000 a year at most forever. Um, growing with inflation, it's not going to provide a hundred grand a year. Otherwise, it'll be gone in, you know, in, in seven or eight years. It'll be empty mm-hmm. because if you're invested in the market, volatility will strip it away, the negative volatility. So you have to know, number one, how much do you spend uh, per month? And how much are you saving and what do you have and kind of figure out that, that plan of, you know, based on what you're doing now, when would you retire? You know, is it 85? And is that acceptable? Let's hope we live that long. You know, is it, six, <laughs> is it 65? Is that what you want? Um, mm-hmm. and then you got to look at the different levers you can pull of, do I take more risk? Do I save more? Um, you know, do I cut back my expenses? Uh, do I, do I change where I live? Do I drive a used car instead of a new, a new car? You have to look at what kind of choices you want to make based on where you want to get uh, in the long run, and then you're going to make mid-course corrections. You know, when a when a plane takes off, it just doesn't leave. You know, it just doesn't leave Kansas City and and, and land in Cancun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's off. It's off course most of the time, and you're always making course corrections back on. And that's what an advisor does. If you manage your own money, that's what you have to do is to make sure you stay on track and that you don't overcorrect. Or that you make changes when you don't need to along the way. And that is, we tend to fiddle way too much with our money and our investments mm-hmm. once we have our long-term plan set up. Uh, and when you fiddle with those, because you're looking at the short term, the one, two, three years out versus the 25, 30 years out. And it's hard to look out 30 years. But in investing, you have to look out over the long haul. And life happens, man. Life happens. It does. You're you going to have ups and downs. I mean, your, your car's going to break down and you're going to spend five grand to fix it. You're... Your house is going to have a plumbing issue. You're, there's another, you're going to need a new roof. There's, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's things that happen in the process of life. And I think people, sometimes millennials don't understand that. Well, I mean, I th- they think everything is going to be well, if I can an algorithm. Explain, well, if I can walk through a little analogy, if you can imagine a triangle in front of you, okay, the bottom of the triangle is the base. Mm-hmm. And the base is insurance. So the first part is, you know, do you have health insurance? Mm-hmm. Do you have life insurance? Do you have you know, uh, home and auto insurance. Do you have the right insurances you need in your life? If you're a professional, you have to have E&O insurance and those things to protect you as well. So you have to have those, um, you have to have that base of insurance first. Then the next step is you need an emergency fund for something that you can dip into. And that's different for every person. It that's is. been my dilemma is trying to figure out if you have savings, what do you actually need in the bank account versus what you should be storing away? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you figure out what those emergency savings are. Um, then the next step are, 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 is midterm savings. So what are the things you're going to need to buy and spend that's not retirement? You know you're going to need a car, and, and you know you need a new roof. Um, you're going to maybe possibly move. You might start a business. You have you know kids. If you're going to send them you know, to Catholic school, you have to budget for those things rather than just cash flow. So how do we put that together? And I call those midterm retirement savings. That's kind of the center of the, of the triangle. Mm-hmm. Then the next step is retirement. Of what do I need for retirement? Now, Almost everybody wants to start loading all their money into retirement and put everything in there. And so their, 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 their triangle is really upside down. You've got the base in the air and you're trying to balance it on the point. Um, and it doesn't work that way because if you have all of your money in retirement and you have nothing else that's accessible today when you have an emergency, then you have to go to credit cards. 
if you don't have the right type of insurance, you're going to have to raid your 401k or your simple plan and borrow money from that. Um, and then that and then just shoots your retirement plan in the foot. So mm-hmm. you have to have balance as you're going in that you need money allocated to insurance, to your emergency fund, to your midterm savings and your retirement savings. Mm. And then one of the most glorious things to plan for is when all of that is taken care of, it's almost like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Um, the top one then is your legacy because a lot of my clients that we're, we're done with insurance. We're done with the emergency savings. We have the midterm retirement's taken care of. Now they have excess money that they can choose to spend it. They can choose to give it uh, to their kids. They can choose to to give it to charities. They can set up foundations. Um, There are a lot of wonderful things you can do to help empower and pass your values uh, and and things on. And that's where it really becomes not about you and it becomes about your family and the legacy. And I really call it the ripples in life that you want to leave throughout whenever we all pass off this great earth. Um, what do you want to leave behind and what lessons do you want to leave behind? And that's that legacy piece. It's hard to think about that. Um, it's hard to make decisions with that when we're as young as you and I are. It's, it happens um, later in life, but Our it really does. About it. Yeah. And, 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 and having retired a hundred times myself, because I've sat across the table from everybody that's retired, you, you think through that and you think through those legacy pieces. And I know those are coming, um, for everybody. And that's part of our, what we have termed as our life map formula. The, the true life map formula is, that process from the percentages to risk management to investments to retirement to legacy um, and, and our life map network that we really tie all of that together uh, to help successful people make work optional. Brian Sarf has been with us today, joins us each and every month on the Grill Nation show. Brian, if people want to connect with you, you guys tell us about how they can do that. Uh, call the office, 913-653-8783. Um, you can send an email to Stephen B, S-T-E-V-E-N-B, at retirewithtrue.com. Uh, the website, retirewithtrue.com. Retirewithtrue.com is the website. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. You can listen to our podcast, uh, Mission Work Optional. You can just search that on iTunes and pick it up. Um, and then we're on Facebook as well. You got a blog. LinkedIn, blog, all that stuff. We're out there. You'll find us. You'll find you and you'll, you'll provide information. Right. Final question is, when do you want to retire? Um, I'm probably in my, uh, you know, I'll probably never retire. Um, you just, you just want to make work I would, optional. Well, I, w- I would definitely make work optional and I'll slow down as I go along. Uh, but I love what I do and I love helping the folks I can. And as long as my brain stays sharp um, and I can still help make a difference in people's lives, I'll keep doing this. Uh, but certainly I'll be slowing down. I'm, I'm not going to run at the pace I'm running forever. Uh, but yeah, probably sometime in my 70s, I'll, I'll shut her off and be done. I love it. Give myself Bri- another 30 years. <laughs> Brian Sarf, thank you for joining us today. We'll see you again next month. And uh, yes, thanks for listening to the Grill Nation show this week. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you again soon and have a great and happy 2019.